We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Wired Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski52. My guest today is John McKechnie. You can follow John at Johnny McKechs, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. We'll be talking some uh, some Thanksgiving football and uh, running down the Week 12 running backs this week. Real quick before we get started, if you have a moment to rate and review the pod, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or what have you, and can give us a nice five-star rating or review, it is very much appreciated. John, appreciate you joining me live from Maryland today, getting ready for some uh, Thanksgiving eats, I hope. And I gotta cur- I, I'm a little curious, John, is Thanksgiving out in Maryland any different than it is in the Midwest? Do they find ways to incorporate maybe some crab or some seafood into dinner, or are you pretty much the Thanksgiving staples out there? It's a it's relatively standard because uh, you know obviously crab cakes is the big deal out here, uh, but at the same time uh, crab is usually at its best uh, during the summer, so it, it's usually not overly uh, incorporated into the Thanksgiving lineup per se. But I mean we usually will have uh, some shrimp going. I think like some oh, shrimp yeah. cocktail action uh, f- for the most part. Uh, you know for for the sort of 
afternoon pre-dinner festivities, but uh, not a ton of crab actually, gotcha. unfortunately. Well, what's your go-to uh, plate there? Do you go? Do you fill up with like turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, anything else you load up on that first plate? Oh yeah, I mean you you got to go. My uncle makes like the best stuffing I've ever had uh, by by a wide margin, so uh, got to go with that pretty heavily. And then the turkey's always you know an essential. If you don't uh, have turkey on your on your uh, first plate, then I'm not really sure what you're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we'd like to, on behalf of the RotoWire family, wish all of you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Here, let's get into uh, some DFS talk here. If you are going to be eating on Thanksgiving. Chances are, if you're like any of our families, you'll be watching a little bit of football as well. There are three games on the uh, Thanksgiving Day slate here for FanDuel, uh, so definitely an opportunity to make those games interesting, hopefully win you some cash. Uh, our our Tuesday podcast is always centered around the running backs, so I guess let's just take it from the top uh, and on those games, and I guess we'll give a, essentially a yes or no answer to using backs in each of those games. Things are going to get started at 12.30 Eastern Time, 11.30 Central, when the Lions host the Minnesota Vikings. Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under on this game is 43. It's the lowest of all of Thanksgiving Day. Now, just looking at the running backs, John, uh, you know, you kind of look at that slate. You've got your you got Theo Riddick at 6,400, Matt Asiata at 5,900, Jarek McKinnon at 5,800, and then after that it gets to be pretty pretty slim i mean there's some good high price backs on the slate are you touching any of these from the early game well i guess when it comes to matt asiata you kind of have to weigh amongst yourself uh is the 20 yards of rushing worth it to get the one touchdown because you know that's pretty much what's going to happen right yeah i mean mckinnon started on sunday and 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 asiata vultured the touchdown so i mean that's it that's That's just what he does if you could make a matt jarek mcasiata i think then maybe that'd be an okay fantasy (laughs) play but uh separately it gets a little dicey right so uh i i don't think that i I mean, in general, I think that the Vikings kind of, without Adrian Peterson, they're completely lost as far as the run game is concerned. So even if Asiata is scoring touchdowns on a regular basis, I don't, I don't like his upside very much. I think that, you know, you kind of cap him at like roughly 10 points or so. And then McKinnon, you know, he can do some exciting things. But, you know, as a generality, I, I just try to avoid the Vikings running backs as much as possible. And uh, we've talked about how maybe it's a statistical anomaly uh, or what have you, but but the Lions tend to just kind of keep running backs out of the end zone, it seems like. So that that sort of puts a cut into uh, McKinnon's value, in my opinion, even, even if he has like the, the proper market share that you would want to target out of the Minnesota backfield. Absolutely. And on the other side, we've got Theo Riddick, who's emerged with uh, an ankle injury this week. Now, Dwayne Washington got an interesting, he double-digit carries on Sunday, but I think he ended up with 13 carries for six yards. He stays at minimum price, so I just, uh, for the sake of our listeners, we'll probably avoid any Dwayne Washington talk, but Theo Riddick emerged with an ankle injury. He was a limited participant in Monday's practice, but I mean, this is a game, I just look at this whole, this early game here, I mean, I know the Lions and Stafford tend to play pretty well on Thanksgiving. I made a decent amount of profit using Calvin Johnson last year on Thanksgiving. But, uh, I mean, if there's anyone I'm going to use in this game, maybe it's Prater, the kicker. I just I can't see myself going out of my way to use your Riddicks, Asiatas, or anyone in the passing game for that matter. Yeah, I think, I think you know, for the purposes of this game, uh, I think the running backs are sort of a, a no-go for me, uh, I think, across the board. I think uh, definitely maybe like a guy like Stephon Diggs, or, or Matt Stafford would, would be my considerations from this game. But really, I'm going to try to target uh, these later two games. I, I'm a little bit worried about uh, getting too much uh, 
too much of my shares going into this one. Yeah, absolutely. Because the next two games on the slate, uh, of course, Dallas hosting Washington. Dallas are seven-point favorites over under 51. And then the late game over under is 53 and a half here. So, I mean, most of your offense is going to come from there. If, if there's anything, maybe you look at the kickers and defenses in that early one or possibly take a chance on I mean, Diggs is only 6,600, so he could be a decent third wide receiver here given the volume here. But in this Dallas-Washington game, We've got two backs that I think are both absolutely in play. Of course, Zeke Elliott, arguably the best running back and arguably an NFL MVP candidate here through the first 11 weeks. Zeke Elliott sits at 8600 He is actually, um, what it looks, he's the third highest priced player on the entire slate, of course, beyond uh, Le'Veon Bell, who we'll get to in a second, and Antonio Brown here. But Zeke Elliott at 8600 I mean, Washington is kind of, I believe they're still top 10 in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing backs. I think you have to pick... Zeke Elliott or Le'Veon Bell on the slate one way or another here. Are you inclined to use Zeke Elliott? Is Zeke going to eat on Thanksgiving Day? Oh, you know he's going to eat. I, I, the 8600 price tag strikes me as like a little bit cheap. I mean, maybe uh, because he he didn't have like a monster game on Sunday, it might have might have uh, deflated his price slightly. But I mean, he's going against a Washington run defense that, uh, in my opinion, always. Uh, on a short week is is just something to to target especially if you're if you're picking running backs here and obviously that's what we're doing uh so washington has a 30th ranked uh rushing defense dvoa uh and they're obviously just coming off a a nice win over the packers but at the same time i think zeke uh zeke definitely has the advantage here just playing a defense it's going to be a little bit tired a little bit logy mm-hmm. maybe they'll have uh, had their thanksgiving fill and they'll be tired as well so i think that zeke is absolutely uh one of the best plays uh available on on this slate i, I think if you're playing a thursday only it's really hard to leave him out of your lineup even even if you know you consider that he, he's going to be owned by basically everybody I, I think that you're just sort of uh shooting yourself in the foot if you leave him out of your lineup on thursday yeah, I mean, he's $900 cheaper than Le'Veon Bell, so uh, actually pretty affordable. But I do agree with you, John. I think he's got to be a staple of any Thanksgiving Day lineup. Do you give any consideration to Rob Kelly? Scored three touchdowns, over 100 yards against the Packers here. Now, the Dallas, I mean, the Packers were thought to originally have a pretty good run defense, but that's kind of fallen apart along with the rest of the team in recent weeks here. So uh, part of that could be matchup related, but I mean, Rob Kelly's only 5,700. He seems like a pretty affordable option if you can't quite squeeze a $9,500 Le'Veon Bell in your lineup. Yeah, I think if it, the 5700 I think, is what makes him uh, a very, very much a, a, a great candidate to put in your lineup for Thursday. Um, I think that, you know, obviously he just, he basically, at that price tag, he doesn't really need to do a ton in order to hit value for you. And obviously going against the Dallas Cowboys defense, it's pretty solid against the run. Uh, that kind of puts a cap on his ceiling relative to what he was able to do on Sunday night. Uh, but like I said, uh, we're going to be seeing a, a Cowboys defense. It's also on a short week, so I, I think that that factors into the into the equation here. So I think that Rob Kelly at 5700 uh, is absolutely a, a, someone that I'll use in both cash and in GPP lineups. Yep, and uh, to wrap things up for the running backs on Thursday Thanksgiving, let's talk about Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, which right now is the uh, it's the highest over under at 53 and a half on the entire slate here. We might see that 
on its way down, actually, because Andrew Luck is in concussion protocol for the Colts. Right. i to get an update on this because uh, Chris and I didn't quite get to this yesterday. It was kind of a developing story at the time, but Luck was not spotted at Tuesday's practice here, and uh, you know maybe he's working behind the scenes a little bit, but it seems like there's a somewhat decent chance we see Scott Tolzing on Thanksgiving Day here if Luck's unable to go. Of course, that knocks down all the Colts receivers quite a bit, too. Uh, but then there's Frank Gore. You have to wonder what exactly you're going to do with him. He sits at 6,500. And most importantly, Le'Veon Bell, he's 9,500. He's way up there. But you have to imagine, I mean, you if you can possibly squeeze Bell and Zeke in your lineup, I'd say go for it. But you might have to choose. I think we're both leaning Zeke. But I, I'm expecting a big day out of Le'Veon as well. I know, and, and FanDuel is really pushing you to the to the brim here. At, at 9500 that's more expensive than, say, uh, what David Johnson was going against the 49ers at home a few weeks back. But And it, it's uh, I think it's like 400 more expensive than he was last week going against the Browns. It's 700 so, more than the next highest player on the slate. Very, I mean, that's very interesting. That, like, they're really uh, making you uh, sweat if you're going to put him into your lineup. But uh, when you think about it, when you look at the numbers – uh, Indianapolis actually has a worse run defense than than even the Browns do, so I, I think that that needs to uh, factor into your considerations here. And I think that uh, especially if Tolzien is starting for Indianapolis, we, we could have a game flow situation uh, where you know D'Angelo Williams isn't really an option right now because of the knee. Uh, so Bell, you have to imagine, is going to be seeing the vast majority of, of the of the touches out of the backfield and uh late in the game uh, you have to imagine pittsburgh will will be nursing a pretty nice lead if tolzine is starting for indianapolis so at that point you're going to see a lot of bell in the second half we're going to see like maybe 15 carries in the second half alone uh for Le'Veon. and you know when Le'Veon gets that many when that when he gets that sort of uh touch volume then uh, you know he you know he's due for a monster day so really you just kind of have to hedge that he is going to be able to hit that 9500 uh value you know so that that's basically hoping that he's going to get in like the 27 to 30 point range and i think that's totally doable here it's it's really a matter of what you're able to do with the rest of your lineup because i think bell is the best play on thursday as far as just how many points he's going to score, but you know that that's really going to constrict what you're able to do with the rest of your lineup. Yeah, so just say hypothetically, I ran a test here for our listeners. You use Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell in your lineup. You're left at an average of under $6,000 per remaining player. And, of course, obviously your kicker and defense are going to check in at much less than that. But you're almost essentially cement. You're, you're punching your ticket to, uh, to to kiss Big Ben and, and Antonio Brown goodbye here. Maybe right. you could still work uh, Dak and Zeke in, but then you're going to be really strapped for your second and third wide receivers. Maybe you will have to go to that Minnesota-Detroit game. Uh, who knows there. But that's a complete breakdown of Thursday's running backs. Again, we wish you the best of luck on Thanksgiving. Hope you it, it is as profitable as you finish the evening full. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience to give you even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half win cash. Play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Or play for just the dollar. There are choices for every budget. John, I had an okay week on FanDuel here, uh, you know, picking on my Packers, which I hate doing. It's just like selling your soul away. But using Kirk Cousins <laughs> and Jamison Crowder got me to pay dirt there. Any any success or stories or stories you'd like to lament? Yeah, actually, um, uh, on Friday's podcast, when when I sort of uh, break down my, my lineup for the week, um, 
I went with the Cousins and the in the Garcon combo, and I, I went go. with Garcon because he actually had a higher target volume uh, than Crowder, and obviously Crowder had an excellent day in his own right. But I mean, Garcon and his seventy-yard touchdown uh, that that really sort of put the icing on the cake for me. I thought that that sort of uh, helped propel me to one of my better weeks on FanDuel this entire season. I also squeaked a nice thirty points out of David Johnson at right about eight percent ownership. People faded him against the Vikings, but I had a nice David Johnson lineup that worked out. And, you know, hence we see David Johnson here at 9,500 this week. Well, once again, have all the fantasy that football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. So, John, we're on to week 12 where there are no bye weeks this week. Thanksgiving kind of brings everyone out to play. Bye weeks aren't quite over yet. Next week, both Tennessee and Cleveland are on a bye, and then they will finally be over here so fantasy owners can head into the playoffs without having to worry about bye weeks here. But week 12, everyone's on the board here. We're going to throw out those Thursday games from consideration and start looking uh, at the Sunday-only slate. Of course, Monday night is going to play a role. The Philadelphia backfield situation's way murky right now, as is the Packers with uh, with the likes of Christine Michael or James Starks. So we're going to kind of throw those out and go to the Sunday-only slate for now. We'll talk about Monday, Thursday on next week's pod but uh all right so david johnson who i mentioned ninety five hundred dollars i mean this is a this is a Le'Veon bell ticket price here it is uh absolutely i mean it's the same as Le'Veon bell is in the thursday slate here i mean david johnson against the atlanta falcons in a dome at least there's no weather i mean there's got to be at least some case to be made for using him right oh sure and and you know uh the falcons I believe they're coming. They're coming off a bye, but at the same time, I mean, they they haven't been particularly effective against the run this season. They they do rank 26 as far as DVOA is concerned in the run game. Uh, so David Johnson, uh, I, I think that that 9,500 price tag probably moves me off of him because, uh, like I said, with Bell, you know, even even him with like going against the worst run defense, uh, quantifiably, it still kind of makes you. Uh, makes you a little bit nervous. So I think in this case, uh, you, you're, you're a little bit worried about it. And I think that there's a, there's a chance that the Falcons are able to, to get a lead on the, and the Cardinals, in my opinion, because I don't think the Cardinals are particularly good on the road and the Falcons, I think, uh, can definitely score even, even though the, the Cardinals have a solid defense and, you know, it's not like David Johnson is going to be left out of the equation by any means, but I think that, uh, it's going to be very difficult for him to hit, uh, the points necessary, uh, that you'd want uh, coming from a $9,500 player like that. Mm-hmm. I do love the fact that David Johnson is essentially game flow proof, which is so rare in fantasy. If they're oh. ahead in the game, they're constantly pounding him the ball and he's racking up rushing yards. If they're behind in the game, he becomes a big-time role as a pass catcher. His pass, pass blocking is so much improved, and he's a player that uh, will stay on the field and get passes in those PPR formats. Of course, FanDuel, a half-point PPR here. Let's move down to the next tier. Uh, running backs are only four backs in the 8,000 and 8,900 range on the Sunday-only slate, and that's probably, you know, we have some of the big backs, your Le'Veon Bells, uh, thrown out because of the Thursday here. But Jay Ajayi leads the way at 8,400 against the uh, 49ers, a matchup that is always juicy, one you always want to target. Then you've got DeMarco Murray, 8,300 at Chicago. Melvin Gordon, 8,200 at Houston. And LaShawn McCoy, who's recovering from a thumb injury, he's 8,100 hosting Jacksonville. Now, I like the Bills in Survivor this week. You know, a side note there, regardless of whether or not McCoy plays, but uh, McCoy kind of had thumb surgery. It said he's going to play, but it's not confirmed here. I mean, you kind of have to, unless, you know, you get a lot more clarity on the situation before Sunday, McCoy's someone that you probably want to fade when putting together early lineups. 
Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think, you know, uh, the idea of him even playing would be would seems a little bit far fetched to me, let alone uh, playing to the level that we're accustomed to seeing out of out of Shady. So at eighty one hundred, I'm moving off of him. Uh, but FanDuel definitely makes you uh, consider things when, when they when they price Mike, a guy like Mike Gillisley up to sixty four hundred. You know, you, you'd like to see him. Uh, down in like the 5,000 or mid 5,000 range to, to really uh, consider him, especially going against a Jaguars defense that, that, you know, ranks 23rd, according to FanDuel, as far as points given up to running backs. Uh, so I would like Gillisley in this one, but I'd like him a lot more if he was about a grand cheaper, you know but, what I mean? But a $5,500 tag would be a nice, a nice get for Gillisley. But of course, just after, because McCoy left that game early, Gillisley came in relief, had a decent amount of yardage, so that was just enough to get his price back up there here. So FanDuel adjusted to that. What about the other three in that group, though? I mean, you got to love Ajayi against San Francisco. The Chicago Bears are another team completely de- depleted by injuries that's going to be behind, I would imagine, for the majority of the game. That bodes well for Murray. And then, of course, Melvin Gordon, right up there among the Leeds leaders in touchdowns at 8,200 at Houston. I mean, decent matchup. He gets a dome, at least. You know, doesn't have to worry about slick conditions or anything like that. I mean, chances are you probably can't do two of these guys. Do you have a favorite out of the remaining three, though? Um, I would probably probably give the lean to Ajayi here, just going against the 49ers. I think that that's just such a prime matchup. In, you know, they're playing at home uh, in Miami, so there, there's really no concern as far as the weather goes. Um, I, I really I don't think I can fault you for using any three of those guys. Ajayi, uh, Murray against, like you said, the Chicago defense that seems to just be dropping like flies. They're constantly losing guys on that side of the ball, and and actually on the offensive side of the ball as yeah, well. Offense and then is Gordon, not much better. Yeah, and then uh, Gordon, you know, coming off a of bye, uh, facing a Houston team that'll be on a it's sort of short week, having played last night in in uh, Mexico City. Um, I think that that definitely helps Gordon's cause. He's going to be fresh. He's going to be ready to go and and handle that yeah. uh, immense workload that he gets out of that backfield. So I do like I like all three of these guys. It's it's kind of rare that. Uh, the, the the second tier that we usually talk about on Tuesdays uh, appeals to me uh, all the way through, but in, in this case, it really does outside of LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, there always seems to be a couple that we automatically throw out, like a normally good back with a really tough matchup or something mm-hmm. like that, but all these guys on paper are looking pretty good. I do like Melvin Gordon as well because, you know, Houston might need an, essentially an extra day this week to recover from the altitude. Uh, you know, I was exactly. looking at the watching the telecast on Monday night. They were kind of saying how, you know, you get there right away and then it's the day after where things really start to catch up with you and your body kind of breaks down. But by then you're, you're getting out of there. So perhaps the Texans need another day to recover. Who knows how that affects them mentally and their preparation. We saw, you know, a lot of guys pretty gassed there uh, towards the end of that game but of course that was on both sides of the ball so who knows maybe Melvin Gordon who's the opposite of that on a bye week fresh legs is able to get it done there's one man standing alone in tier three today John and we uh, described this tier as the 7500 to 7900 dollar range and that is Todd Gurley at the Saints I mean at only 7500 it's a road matchup I mean he does have Jared Goff at quarterback so there's a little bit of uh, uncertainty there but he heads to a dome team against a run defense that uh, is definitely not the greatest here is this a decent week to give Todd Gurley a go yes and I know that that you and I at different points of the season have sort of written off Gurley you know one way or the other but uh, you know he was able to reach the end zone this past week with Goff under center so that's an encouraging sign moving forward and I think anytime that you get a matchup with the Saints at the Superdome is something that you have to at least consider. So I really like Gurley's price tag here at 7,500 when he's, you know, an 8,500 
dollar talent at least. Uh, so I, I think that he's definitely uh, a bit of a chalky consideration. I think that that people are going to notice that price. So I think his ownership is going to be pretty high this week. But at the same time, I think it's it's deservedly so. I think he's going to be able to to probably have his best game of the season this week, and I would imagine. Absolutely, Gurley scored in the first quarter of that game against the Dolphins on Sunday. The Rams did not score a touchdown after that. Eventually, kind of blowing sounds about right time in the in the fourth <laughs> quarter here. Gurley did carry the ball twenty times for seventy six yards. It's only a three point eight yards per carry, but the volume's encouraging. Another week with Goff under center, and the fact that uh, you know I don't know if they're in any way related at all, but you know Gurley gets his first touchdown in a while with Goff under center. Who knows? Maybe that means good things to come. I, you know what, I, I can very much see the case for using Gurley here, but I think I'm going to be more inclined to go after an Ajayi in one of the cheaper backs. But we'll, we'll get there at the end here. Fourth mm-hmm. tier, John, 7,000 to 7,400. Devontae Freeman, 7,300, host the Cardinals. Tough matchup. Lamar Miller, 7,100, hosting the Chargers. Thomas Rawls, 7,000 at Tampa Bay. Now, he's a little bit banged up, uh, came out of that game. He was used a little bit more than anticipated. Excuse me, because of CJ Procise getting hurt early. Then you've got Spencer Ware at seven thousand at Denver. Here, there's some tough matchups in this tier, and then of course there's a little bit of an injury concern as well. Is there anybody that jumps out at you in this tier, or is this one you kind of pass over? This this is a brutal tier. This is one that I, I'm probably going to avoid at all costs because I mean Freeman, love Freeman, love Freeman coming off the bye, but. Uh, going against Arizona is just, I mean, that's just a tough consideration no matter how you slice it. So uh, probably avoiding him. Uh, Lamar Miller against against the Chargers I think would be my favorite amongst this group because I really don't like Ware uh, running into the teeth of that Denver defense on the road. And then uh, Rawls, like you said, he's got a bit of that injury concern. Uh, so we might actually have to take a look at, at an Alex Collins type a little bit later in the podcast uh, to – as far as the Seattle running backs are concerned. But in general, I'm probably not going to have much of any shares from this tier, but if I were to have one, it would be Miller. Yeah, I think if you had to rank this tier, Miller comes out on top. In in, In a, you know, for as good as the second tier was, the fourth one is quite lackluster here so let's jump to chalk plays john uh you know we'll get, we'll get the chalk out draw it up on the board here uh your basic your 50 50s your your double ups your your high floor lineups here that you're looking to enter here uh you got a couple chalk plays for us this week guys that are going to be in pretty much all your lineups uh yes i, I think uh Le'Veon, uh for thanksgiving uh considerations uh has to be the chalkiest of the chalk um, I, th- I think, you know, especially if Tolzien is playing for Indianapolis, we're just going to see uh, so much Le'Veon in the second half. It's just going to be unbelievable. You, like you, you pretty much are going to need him to cash in, in your cash game lineups uh, for, for Thursday only contest. So go with him if you're going on the Thanksgiving contest. And then I do like DeMarco going against the Bears uh, just because they're so banged up and DeMarco is just having an unbelievable season. Or I do like Todd Gurley going against the Saints. Those are those are sort of my chalkiest plays of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to second your Thanksgiving play. I definitely think Le'Veon Bell's going to eat, even with the high price tag. You really can't afford to leave him out of your lineup. So that's as chalk as it gets. For Sunday, I'm going to pivot over to Jay Ajayi, 8,400. I know he's the second highest price back on the board, but it seems like I do this every week. But the 49ers rushing defense, 180 yards per game, 13 touchdowns on the ground, 5.2 yards per carry here. I mean, I just, I don't see, I mean, there are teams in the NFL, I believe, that, you know, have allowed less total yards per game 
than the the 49ers have on the ground. So that's something to watch out there. I'm going to quick fact check myself there. Okay, maybe I lied. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, the 49ers still, that's brutal. 180 on the ground, that means you know possibly 120 for Ajayi, 60 more for Damian Williams if it gets out of hand, if the game gets out of hand, if it's a close game, even better for Ajayi. Maybe we'll see enough volume to get him to 200 here. But, I mean, I, I know I was really big on LeGarrette Blount as my chalk play last week. The only reason, I mean, he got 125 yards. The only reason he wasn't a daily stud is because he didn't find the end zone. But I think Jay Ajayi finds a way to get there, just, you know, kind of hoping that uh, Damian Williams doesn't vulture any of those. So Ajayi and, uh, of course, going to, if you're playing Thanksgiving, I'm starting my lineups with Le'Veon Bell. John, what about GPPs? Trying to win some life-changing amounts of cash. You're going to enter, you know, the squib or the safety. You're one of those big tournaments for a couple bucks that you need to differentiate yourself and score a bunch of points on. How are you going about doing that on the on the Sunday slate? Well, I do have a nice little minimum price option for you here with Alex Collins. Um, he's he's a rookie out of Arkansas. He plays for the Seahawks, and like we discussed. The Seahawks are so banged up in the backfield. Obviously, Procise uh, just went down this past week. Uh, and let's see who else. Uh, Troy Main Pope is also injured. So it's already been announced that Collins is going to be serving as, as the second back. And with Rawls a little bit gimpy in his own right, I think that we're going to see Collins push for, you know, I think 15 touches uh, out of the backfield. It wouldn't be completely out of the question here. Uh, so getting that out of a $4,500 player against a Tampa Bay defense that – uh, for FanDuel purposes, uh, is giving up. Uh, he's giving up the 25th, uh, ranks 25th as far as uh, giving up points to opposing running backs, and they're middling as far as DVOA is concerned. Uh, so I think that Collins would would make a really nice play if you're really going to load up elsewhere in your lineup and, you, and you're kind of uh, strapped for cash. You need a minimum price or, or someone of that ilk. I think Collins would be your guy here. Yeah, I absolutely agree, John. I think you win the GPP sweepstakes today here. Collins, of course, if, if Rawls is in any way limited, which we expect him to be, I think Collins becomes a decent GPP play. If for whatever reason we get a big surprise and Rawls gets ruled out, then Collins becomes a cash game play too and pretty much a lock in all your lineups. He'll have very high right. ownership then. My GPP play... It's going to be a bit of a stretch here. I'm going to go to your Baltimore Ravens here, and I know we've been kind of talking this guy up for a while. It hasn't happened yet, but I do want to throw out Kenneth Dixon at just 5,000. So he's a little bit more than the minimum because he's been uh, he's been getting carries lately. But I think the Ravens in this game against the Bengals, that they're going to be without Gio Bernard, without A.J. Green. I think the Ravens will be able to get and sustain a lead here, which means more opportunities for Terrence West and Kenneth Dixon. And Dixon's basically been breathing down West's neck for weeks, only a couple less carries than him over the last few weeks. One of these days, they're going to let Dixon take the lead, and with it being week 12 here, final quarter of the season just about to get underway, I think it's about time for Dixon to get his. I mean, you watch the Ravens closer than I I do. Is it really just a matter of time for Dixon? Uh, It might be, and, you know, I think going back to your point about how this game is going to go, I think... uh, Baltimore is going to try to establish a run a little bit more because they abandoned it last week, and obviously it ended up burning them in the end mm-hmm. uh, against the Cowboys. So I think that Dixon should push for for a pretty solid amount of carries here. I think they're going to want to run the ball, especially against a division opponent on the road, um, especially in a game where, where the Bengals are, like you said, uh, very hamstrung as far as their injuries are concerned. So I think Dixon and, and West are both going to see a, a higher volume than usual out of the backfield uh, as the Ravens try to reestablish their run game uh, behind their offensive line. So I think that Dixon uh, definitely is a worthwhile play this week at, at the $5,000 price tag. You just hope, uh, I mean, you're kind of betting on, on Marty Morningwig kind of 
doing something that makes sense, which is a little bit risky at times. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you hope that, that uh, John Harbaugh is like, OK, we just need to run the ball here a little bit more and can't abandon it in the second half completely. So as long as they play a, a game plan that isn't completely brainless, uh, Dixon should be a really nice mm-hmm. player here. Thousand. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not loading Dixon into a load of lineups, but maybe one or two cheap ones just to see if I can catch sure. that week before the price finally skyrockets. Here, before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users: get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a ten-dollar deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com/rw. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that ten dollars available to play with on FanDuel. That's over forty dollars in value for just ten bucks. Go to FanDuel.com/rw. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website be sure to go to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial once again i'm jake Latarski. you can follow me on twitter at jakeski52 and i'm john mckechney you can follow me on twitter at johnny mckex the rotowire daily fantasy sports podcast will return on wednesday